0: That is Hosanna. I love that song. Lord, we just thank you this morning for your presence in every situation. Lord, you're there. Lord, we can't run from your presence. You're always there. You're always available to us, Lord. And we thank you this morning that even in our lounge rooms or wherever, wherever we find ourselves this morning, Lord, you are there with us. We thank you for your strength and your peace, even in the midst of challenge. And Lord, this morning, I pray that your word would bring strength and nourishment to our souls today. As we listen and we meditate on your word, I pray that you would speak to each and every one of us. And we thank you for it in your mighty name, Jesus. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. I can see you all love that song. Linda, Kathy Koopman, I can see you there. Rachel Russell uh, all saying how incredible that song is. And it is such a beautiful song, Hosanna. Well today we're going to continue our series, What Are You Thinking? Part 2. And we're talking about over this whole month, what are you thinking? We know the truth of the matter is that if we think better thoughts, we will live better lives. And last week we talked about how Dr. Caroline Leaf said this, that your mind is how you think, feel and choose. Your mind is how you think feel and choose. And I know we have some challenges right now. You look around the world, you turn on your TV for a moment and you can see there is chaos all around us. But we stand we still can choose in the midst of that to make choices to think differently. We still can choose the way that we are going to live our lives. So you can't always control what happens to you, but you can control how you respond. And this morning, we're talking about that. We're talking about having the mindset of an overcomer. What are you thinking? Do you have the mindset of an overcomer? I love what it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3. It says, For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take every thought captive to make it obedient to Christ. We take every thought captive to make it obedient to Christ. We have so many thoughts that come into our mind every day so much information that comes flooding into our brains, but we can choose what we meditate on, what we focus on, what we give our energy towards. We can actually choose the thinking that we have. It's not on autopilot. It just doesn't just happen to us. We are able to govern and direct our thought life. And I want to encourage you this morning, yeah, you may be feeling anxious, Yeah, you may be feeling fearful during this time. You may be feeling uncertain about the future. They are all valid emotions right now. And your brain and your thinking is helping you to process and think through those things. That's okay. But we can direct our thought life not to stay there. We can direct our response not to live in that place of fear, not to live in that uh, valley of anxiety, not to stay in a place where we just are riddled with fear of the future because of the uncertainty around us. We can make the choice to think better thoughts. We can make the choice to live in faith and not in fear. We can make the choice to be people that are overcomers and not people that are overcome by the situations that are going on. Around and about us. This is a key scripture this morning that I want to focus on. It's Romans chapter 8, verse 5, and it says this Those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires, but those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the Spirit is life. And peace. The mind governed by the Spirit is life and peace. Life and peace. Imagine what's coming out of your life right now to the people around you noticing you and seeing your life. Imagine the feeling that people are experiencing when they're experiencing you is life and peace. In the midst of a chaos and uncertainty around us, out of your life is coming life and peace. That's the kind of mindset that we can have because we are overcomers in christ we don't just have to live uh in the fear and the uncertainty and the anxiety we can actually live higher than that because our thoughts can take us to a higher place it says in scripture that god's thoughts and god's ways are higher than our ways and sometimes we just have to get up higher Sometimes we just have to get in that presence of God. Sometimes we just have to open up the Word of God and let it speak to us and minister to us. Sometimes we just have to get our thoughts and our meditations higher so we can live at a higher place. If we think better thoughts, we will live better lives. You can have the overcomer mindset. You can live with a mindset that helps you to be able to overcome the challenges and the obstacles around you in your life. I love what it says in 1 John 5 verse 4, it says, for everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. We are reminded this morning that God is with us, that we can be strengthened in, in our faith and understand that God is going to help us overcome in every season. So having the mindset of of an overcomer. I want to talk this morning about five choices we can make to have the mindset of an overcomer. Five choices each one of us can make to have the mindset of an overcomer, even in a challenging season like we are facing right now. So the first one this morning is this, number one, choose thankfulness to frame your thinking. Choosing thankfulness to frame your thinking. It says in 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 18, Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Be thankful in all circumstances. Oh man, I don't know about you, but sometimes I wish that wasn't a part of the Bible. I wish it just said, you know what, in 50% of the circumstances when things aren't good, you can be negative. You can be frustrated. You can be, you can kick the cat. If there's any cat lovers out there, maybe don't kick the cat. But you can just, you can be frustrated and have an outlet to be able to, to do that. But it actually says here clearly that we're to be thankful in all circumstances, not just in the good times, but in the bad times, in the in between times, in the times of frustration, in the times of chaos and fear and anxiety, in all of those times, we are called to be thankful. See, thankfulness is like eating your vegetables. It may not taste good, but it's always doing you good. And when we're thankful to God, when we actually make the decision to frame our lives, to frame our future with thankfulness, it actually shifts our perspective. It actually changes the way that we think about life it changes the way that we look to our future it changes the way that we appreciate the people that are around us it changes our perspective in understanding God is great and focusing on his goodness even in the midst of challenging seasons in our life see thankfulness it lifts your eyes it lifts your environment your energy your emotions and your enthusiasm it does all of those things for you as you make the decision to be thankful what are you thankful for today Even in a chaotic time, what's some things that you're praising God for, that you're thankful that God is with you, even in difficult seasons? I remember just after my dad passed away, we had a church meeting on and the pastor, it was one of my first church services back after it had happened, and the pastor was calling out people to say, hey, who wants to come and give a praise report of what God's doing in their life, and just thank God for something? And so he started to call out a few people, I thought, this is a perfect Sunday, I'm not going to be picked today. And sure enough, I think third person in, they picked me out and I came up to the front to the microphone and, and I had an opportunity there to decide whether I was going to just live in the, the grief or make a decision to still understand that I can be thankful even in the pain. And so I, in, that, in that moment just there, I made a decision to be thankful and I was thankful for the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. It was just a, such a simple thing. But in that moment, it was amazing how it broke something off me and helping me to be able to think outside of myself and be thankful for God who is with me in every season. I'll tell you what, if you can just find a praise break, even in the pain, it'll lift your spirit. It'll help you to think better. It'll help you to live better. If you think better thoughts, you'll live better lives. It says in Psalm 100 verse 45, it says, Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Enter his courts with praise. How do you enter each day? How do you enter challenging seasons? How do you enter the relationships that are in your life? Do you enter them with thanksgiving and praise? Or do you enter them with disappointment and frustration? Because there's one thing that's going to lead to life, and there's another that's going to lead to death. There's one that's going to lead to chaos, and one that's going to lead to peace. We can make the decision to be thankful. Have a a thankful heart. Have a mind that helps us to be able to see the positives, even in a season where there's negatives all around. The second thing this morning is this. Choose godly meditations to fill your memory bank. Choosing godly meditations to fill your memory bank. So you're actually creating in your mind testimonies and stories to be able to look back on things that you've thought through scriptures that are recalled to your memory in challenging times where you build a memory bank of meditations that are going to build your life you're not obsessing over your failure you're not obsessing over the challenges that are going on around you you're not obsessing over covid you're not obsessing over things that are going to drag your thoughts down but start to obsess about the word of god Start to obsess about the promises of God over your life. Start to obsess about the victories that God has brought you to. The testimonies of where God has brought you from. Start to think through those things and build a memory bank of God's goodness in your life. It's a bit like King David. Before he he became king, he took on Goliath and defeated Goliath. That wasn't the first battle that David had had. He, He overcame a lion. And a bear. And he looked back upon those victories and said, God's helped me out there. I can take down this guy called Goliath because I've seen the testimonies of what God's done there. And it's given me strength to be able to look forward to this challenge that is in front of me right now. Looking back and seeing what God has done helps you to be able to look forward in faith and confidence. Build a memory bank of God's goodness. It says in Psalm 1 verse 1 to 3, Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked, or stand in the way that sinners take on, or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord, and who meditates on His law day and night. Who meditates on His law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers." Whatever they do prospers. And it all comes from our meditation. What are you thinking? What are the dominant thoughts? What are you allowing to be the things that take grip of your thought life? What are the things that you're regularly going back and thinking about? Because if you think about failure, your life will go to failure. If you think about God and you think about what He's doing and His purpose, your life will go to purpose. You can make the decision. Your mind is not on autopilot. You have the power and the authority to be able to govern it and understand that when you link into the Spirit of God, He can lead and guide your mind into life and peace. You don't have to live with that fear and that anxiety any longer you don't have to live with those thoughts of self-loathing any longer and, and hating your physical appearance or, or hating things about yourself your personality or and looking down to the negative you don't have to live in that place you have the choice to think differently to live higher and be able to think about things in a different way. You know, one of the things I learned watching the Olympics and and just and watching some of the interviews and things about the Olympics of some of these incredible athletes is that they have not only physical coaches, but a lot of them have mindset coaches that actually help them to be able to think about how they're going to overcome challenges when they're in the middle of a race or in the middle of Um, on the track or in the pool or wherever they are competing at the Olympics. And so say if they were a swimmer, the mindset coach helps them to think about and ask them what happens if things go wrong. And so they think about things like what if you're in the pool and your goggles come off in the middle of your race? How are you going to respond to that? And they actually train them to think about overcoming the challenges that may or may not happen. And I thought that's a pretty powerful thing because they actually have already thought through what could happen even if that went wrong. This is how I can overcome it. And I thought even more so as Christians, we should have the mindset of an overcomer that says, you know what? Yeah, if things go wrong, I know that my faith and my confidence is in Christ. If things go wrong in this world... That's going to happen, but I know that my faith and my confidence is beyond this world. I have an eternity in heaven. I have a foundation in Jesus that is unshakable. I'm not rocked by what happens in my world. I'm not even rocked by death because on the other side of death is victory. And we know in Christ we have victory and we live as overcomers because of what he has done on the cross. So we don't need to live in fear trapped by our failures or trapped by the things that could go wrong we can actually live higher than that because our victory goes beyond this world what are you meditating on you know there's some ways we can meditate we could read a book we can we can read scripture we can call someone and we can encourage them and, and help and be meditating on that encouragement we can uh, list some things that we're thankful for. We can choose the voices that we listen to carefully and, and, and understand that those voices are going to speak life or death into us. We can speak in tongues. We can take some time to be able to pray in the Holy Spirit. Gee, that's powerful. I was talking to someone from our church this week, and for the first time, Um, got baptized in the Holy Spirit at home in their lounge room and is speaking in other tongues. And I think, how amazing is that? That's exactly the kind of things that we want to be meditating on during this time, lifting our spirit. The Bible says, building yourself up in the most holy faith. I don't know about you, but I can tell you right now is the time to build yourself up build your spirit man up, help you to be able to get stronger in God. That's the theme of our year. The righteous keep moving forward and those with clean hands become stronger and stronger. And I'm believing for strength in your life, strength in your thought life. As you begin to think differently, you're going to be able to live at a whole nother level. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Scripture says, the third thing this morning is this, choose vision to change your view choose vision to change your view you know vision in scripture it says in proverbs 29 verse 18 it says where there is no vision the people perish where there is no vision the people perish and i think that's why there is a lot of people that are So frustrated in the season that we're in right now because they cannot see their way clear on the other side of it. There is so much uncertainty surrounding what's happening in the natural that people don't know when they're going to get their normal lives back. And there is a frustration there, and people are perishing. People are struggling. People are doing it tough right now because there's no way of seeing their way through it. Now, that's just really looking at it from a purely human perspective. But the power that we have is that we have the vision of God, the revelation of God that helps us to be able to see beyond just the natural. It says in Scripture that we walk by faith and not by sight. And so we're not just limited to the circumstances of this world. We know our victory in Christ overcomes that. And so we can look and see things from a different perspective. When it's talking about vision here, it's just not not talking about a plan. For the next couple of months or the next year or so it's talking about the person of jesus it's talking about vision means revelation so it's talking about hearing the voice of god and giving us strength to our spirit and that can happen in the season that we're in right now this is a time for the voice of god the vision of god to be able to change your view to be able to actually set you to be able to see differently in this season see i love I was reading up about camels this week, and camels can see in a sand in a sandstorm because they have these really long eyelashes that are like windscreen wipers that make sure that the dust stays out of their eyes. And I think. That's what we need with the power of the Holy Spirit in us as believers is we need the ability to be able to get the strength of God in our lives to be built up in faith so that even in seasons where there is a storm around us, we can still see in faith. We can still keep moving forward. One of the things about camels is they have these transparent eyelids. So even when their eyes are shut, they can still see. And I think even right now, even when the eyes of the world are shut because people can't see their way through COVID, the believer can still see. We can still see our way through because it's God's voice guiding and leading us day after day after day. It's getting up in the morning and saying, Holy Spirit, what have you got for me today? What do you want me to do today? Who can I call? Who can I connect with? What do you want me to do that is living out the purpose that you have for my life and just being obedient to that? See, we're the kind of Christians that are overcomers. We're the kind of Christians that have a vision even in the storm. We're the kind of Christians that bite down on the mouth guard even when the fight is going into the deep rounds. We're the kind of Christians that have a prevailing spirit, determination, grit, the kind of power in us that says, you know what, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Understanding that the power of God is in you. He's working through you as you listen to His voice, as you're guided by the Holy Spirit. He can direct you. His vision, his word, his voice, is leading you. Faith comes by what? Hearing. Hearing by the word of God. As we listen to his voice and as we're obedient to it, we can see in the storm. We can keep taking that next step and just continuing to do what God has called us to do. Man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Jesus said that in Matthew 4 verse 4. By every word that comes from the mouth of God, God is speaking. Are we listening? Sometimes we've got to tune out some other things. I've started to tune out my social media. I've started to put limits on the amount of time that I allow myself each day. Put timers on my phone that, that you can set up in your settings of your phone to just tune out some of those voices and be able to tune into the things that matter. Tune into family, tune into the voice of God, tune into the word of God. Those things are going to bring life and peace to your life revelation it's not just a plan it's a person it's jesus and as you connect with him as you're in communion with christ it's amazing how it changes your view number four this morning choose serving to become your way of seeing choose serving to become your way of seeing i love what it says in romans 12 verse 4 to 8 it says here just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function. So it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body and we all belong to each other. In His grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. In other words, we all have a part to play in the body of Christ. We all have the ability to serve one another, to love one another, to care for one another, even in a time like we are in right now. Yeah, I know we don't meet in a building, but the church of Jesus Christ is not stopped during this time because we are all playing our part. How can we serve one another? I love the thought here that serving becomes our way of seeing. Instead of seeing the faults in others, and seeing, instead of seeing the faults in the government or the faults in the frustration of power, perhaps how people have handled this situation, or perhaps any of the negative things that could take our attention right now, what if serving people was our way of seeing? What if actually loving others and humbly being able to serve the people around us was our way of seeing? And saying, yeah, you know what? I know there's challenges right now, but I'm going to see things through the lens of how can I help? How can I serve? How can I love others? How can I be the answer? How can I bring Jesus to a world that needs it more than ever? They're the kind of thoughts that I want to have, being part of the answer and serving people. And serving is such a powerful thing. And I think sometimes we don't even realize what it actually does in us. Now, research has found, and I was looking this up just through this week, that neuroscience research shows clearly that helping others actually benefits our own well-being. It says here from Dr. Wayne Dwyer, it says, Research has shown a simple act of kindness directed towards another improves the functioning of the immune system and stimulates production and serotonin, both the recipient of the kindness and the person extending the kindness. Even more amazing is that persons observing the act of kindness have similar beneficial results. So kindness, it actually affects you. It affects the person that you're giving the kindness towards. And it affects the outside person that has watched that kindness take place. I think that's quite a powerful thing. And if there's anything that the world needs right now, it's kindness. Kindness is spiritual. Kindness is a way that we can reach out to the world around us. Kindness is such a beautiful thing. I know many of our connect groups during this season have been sending food to to one another and being able to give hampers and desserts and just different things, sharing the love in that way. I know that's certainly been happening in our connect group and there is a lot of love going around. Our mental health is being built up with the connection and the love between each other. Our physical health is probably suffering a little bit from all the junk food and the sugar and the cholesterol that we are consuming, but... It's such a beautiful thing to see the kindness of someone extending a gift to another person. Even in a time of pain for them, to think about others is such a powerful thing. Volunteering, serving, calling people and bringing encouragement to others. It's actually going to do you good, but it's going to do others good. It's going to build up the body of Christ. And if we do it together, we're going to come through this thing with that key word for the year, stronger. We're going to come through stronger together in Jesus name. It says in scripture serve one another humbly in love. See, I hate that when I go for a run, people on coming towards me, they almost walk over to the other side of the road to get away from me because they're so scared of COVID. I hate that when I go on social media that I see people arguing about different things on different sides of the pendulum. I hate that our states and territories are all so broken up and everyone's got their own way of trying to run Australia when I thought we were all one people. I hate that we're separated in geographical community markers during this time. But I think that we can choose to be the difference, even in the season of division and bring unity and strength by showing love to one another, by serving one another, by seeing serving as our way of seeing, by showing love and concern to others. And finally this morning, The fifth and final thing is to choose faith in Jesus to be your foundation. To choose faith in Jesus to be your foundation. You know, the world is so shaky right now because people have had faith in the wrong things. Many people have faith in their own wealth. Many people have faith in their health. They have faith in their ability to be able to to work and to be able to succeed. Everyone's got faith, but there's only one sure foundation that we have faith in that is going to stay steady and strong, even in the most turbulent season, and that is faith in Jesus. It says in 1 John 5 verse 4, For everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. It's our faith in Jesus that is a sure foundation. It's a certain foundation. It goes beyond this world. It helps us to be able to remain strong in every season. I know it's talking about in Romans chapter 8, a whole bunch of challenges that were happening at that time. And it says in verse 37, but in all these things, we overwhelmingly conquer through Him who loved us. In all these things, we overwhelmingly conquer through Him who loved us. And I think for all of us, we need to have that same kind of spirit in us. That overwhelming spirit that says, hey, I can conquer through Christ. I have an overcoming spirit that helps me to be able to live above the challenges that I'm facing in my life. So what do we need to do to think better? choose thankfulness to frame your thinking choose godly meditations to fill your memory bank choose vision to become your view choose serving to become your way of seeing and to choose faith in jesus to be your foundation because when everything else is shaking that foundation is unmovable and i want to encourage you this morning let's be people that understand that our mind is not just governed by the flesh. But our mind can be governed by the Spirit and bring life and peace in Jesus' name. So what are you thinking? When it comes to this week when there's challenging times, what are you going to think? We can make those decisions. We can make those choices to think and to live at a different level. You know, this morning as we come to a close, I want to pray a simple prayer, giving our hearts to Jesus. And I don't know whether you're watching this morning for the first time, I don't know whether you're somebody that has really been struggling in your faith and you haven't really been connected with God. But I do know this, that we can simply make an easy decision this morning to turn our hearts toward Jesus and receive the life and peace that comes from a connected relationship with Him. So I'm going to pray a simple prayer, asking Jesus to come into our heart, help, us, help Him to shape and renew our minds and to live differently. And I tell you what, it's the most powerful prayer you can ever pray because it actually transforms the way that you live your life as you just live in step with Him, knowing Jesus personally as your Lord and Savior. So as I pray this morning, I'm going to pray this prayer simply. I'm going to give a gap between each line for you to pray it in your heart or pray it out loud, wherever you are, and then we're going to pray this together. So let's pray. Dear Lord Jesus, today I give you my life. For my sins and mistakes, I'm sorry. I receive your love and forgiveness. Help me to live each day for you. Help me to think thoughts that honor you. And help me to serve you only. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You know, that's the greatest decision you can make to be able to follow Jesus, to serve Him, to know Him personally. And as I close this morning, there's a quick video that's going to explain to you if you've made that decision this morning, how you can contact us so that we can follow you up and help you to follow Jesus, help you in each decision as you take the next step in your relationship with Him. Be blessed, church. If you are new or have made a decision to follow Jesus, we'd love for you to head to our website citychurchau.com scroll down to the I'm new or follow Jesus tab. Once it loads, fill out the form and click send message. One of our staff will get in contact with you about the decision you've made and any follow-up areas you want to talk about.